welcome to Sean and Lydia Happy Hour. Coming at you this week with a very fun exclusive with our two little croissants. Une croissant. <laughs> we are so fortunate. Our best friends from across an ocean now are back home. So we had to pull them together into Studio Easy Peasy for episode of Sean and Lydia Happy Hour. Yee-hee. I yeah. Joining this, Joining me this week, of course, is my beautiful wife, Lydia, co-host on it. <laughs> and of course, the croissants I'm talking about is Clément and Madison. Hey guys, hey, yo. <laughs> you've heard if you've listened to my other shows, you've you've heard them for sure. They've been on other podcasts I've had, Easy Peasy Podcast, um, whatnot. But before we begin, we gotta get back into uh, is it being a happy hour podcast. So crack a, your favorite tasty beverage, alcoholic, not alcoholic. Woo-hoo! Let's just crack one together. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got a great show. Beautiful for to you. be here. Beautiful to be here. Yeah. yeah, I'll just kick it off real quick, saying we got a great show. We're gonna go over. Uh, you guys flew straight into Chicago land where yeah. Madison went to school, and you you guys both met. How freaking beautiful is that? And then you guys went straight into a music festival. Uh, we're gonna talk about our experiences there. We're gonna move into your guys' experience over the last two years because we haven't seen you on U.S. soil since our wedding back in October 2019. And then we're gonna move toward it being 9/11. You know, you gotta share some experiences with that. And I think Lydia brought up a great point earlier today about how Clem has some big insights because he was in another country. He was not in the United States. So I'd love to hear his views and of course yours and Madison's and whatnot. And then we'll move toward just ending it on like a little bit of a positive note. This Iowa State game. We live in Iowa. We're all from Iowa. Even Clem is big kind game. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Clem loves sports. He's a big sports. Honorary Iowan. Yeah, honorary Iowan. So we'll just kick it off real quick, Clem. I'm gonna throw it at you. North Coast, September, early September, Labor Day weekend, Chicago at SeatGeek Stadium. That's one of the first things I want to bring up. SeatGeek Stadium. What did you think about your first music festival back? on u.s soil well that was dope i mean one advice if they, if you do a festival maybe uh, take a couple of days before you travel across the ocean <laughs> because uh, the the jet lag can be uh, a bit you know a bit hard uh but no man it was it was just great to be back in in chicagoland uh we love that city we spend uh, spend you spend more than time but two two years for me there and uh just you know it's just great to to be back festival Ah, for the ambiance. Uh, the the more the festival goes, the more you go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the way no. we like it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of ramp up on those feelings. Madison, yeah. what do you, how well, do you feel? Well, not to mention, it was the first time seeing like all of our best friends yeah. from the States in almost two years. And so it was like quite a way to kick to kick that off. Um for sure, we had we had a little bit of jet lag, <laughs> yeah. maybe for like a few days. But honestly, know, we I had know. one good night in Chicago. We stayed That's in downtown true. Chicago, just the two of us, and then we met everyone out um, for the festival. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, kind of crazy to be back at a at a major yeah. festival, but but will you guys all agree? And Lydia, I want to hear your views, just like you know, overarching views after this. But well, I think we can all agree it was pretty nice that they required a vaccination, proof of vaccination, yeah. and they also required. A or a negative test within forty eight yeah. hours. Every right. day you had to have that ID yeah. and verifying it. Yeah, and they definitely did, but of course, like I don't know, my my pessimism, I'm like, there's always gonna be people like I don't know how hard you know, they're looking at like an image on my phone. So someone could easily have just manipulated an image. But I do think it creates a barrier at least. I mean it's yes. of yeah. course not yeah. everyone there was being one hundred percent truthful. That's yeah. just gonna happen. Sure. I mean, but, but it's it, almost like more work. For some people. Well, sure, but like, but yes, but still, my point is that there are still going to be those people who like slip through the cracks and whatever have you who are not actually vaccinated or who did not actually get a test. But overall, it does definitely help for there to be something in place to create that barrier where it's like, okay, I do feel a little bit better. And it was completely outdoors as well, which as we've learned over the past couple of years, it is even with Delta, it is 
very hard to spread COVID even in a crowd if you are outdoors. It just is. So it yeah. did. We we felt good. Um, you know, a couple of times we were in the crowd or whatever, and for artists that we really cared about, and that's just the way it was. And I was willing to take that risk, being a vaccinated person. Overall, I felt pretty good about it. And we're all here, and we're all healthy, and so it, it feels wonderful. I'm glad that we did it. I mean, I, I have zero regrets. Of course, there's always that little twinge of like, okay, a couple days. You're like, okay, four days, five days. All right, all right, we're yeah, good. No, we're good. You know, we yeah. made it, we made it, we made it. Yeah. I mean, that's there's always going to be that worry. But but I think overall, we did excellent. And like, just to throw it back to like the Chicago, like so many beautiful memories with Madison, like even pre-Sean and pre-Clown. Yeah, that's, like beautiful yeah. city, like yeah, pre pre <laughs> the good time. Well, I just hey, like, oh. hey, the good old days. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kidding. But um, Madison yeah. and I have some beautiful yeah. memories of Chicago since we were not even of drinking age. We have beautiful Where we memories. Started our New Year's Eve traditions of like going on. I think it was the yes, first trip was Chicago. Absolutely, Man, yeah. absolutely, yeah. it was. Pretty pretty we saw memories. pretty lights. I wasn't even of age to drink. Um, we all took <laughs> the megabus from Des Moines to Chicago. <laughs> this, to, this megabus. Yeah, yeah. We was like, well, we'll just all hop on the megabus yeah. and get on down to Funky Town. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we had a great time, and that was actually one of the birthplaces of uh, my infatuation with EDM. To be totally honest, because that was one of the first EDM shows. The first EDM show I think I ever saw was Pretty Lights New Year's Eve in two. Th- I'm terrible with dates. Yeah, it was twenty. Would that have been? 2011. I think. Okay. 2010 or 2011. <laughs> One of the um, two. And, and so, yes, if that gives you any insight to how many years we've spent going to events and visiting one another there. It was beautiful that that could also be, how poignant for that could also, that could also be our rendezvous yeah. of having yeah. not seen you yeah. guys for two years. We actually yeah. showed up almost at the same time at the hotel. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. We were in the lobby waiting uh, and you guys rolled up and I, I, we had to run out and give you all hugs. Uh, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, sets the crazy. stage for how important this music festival was in nor in Chicago. Uh, that was their guys' wedding present. Lydia and I got them their wristband. So that's also part of that, the love, layers of love right there. Uh, so yeah, SeatGeek Stadium, I want to bring it back to the actual festival itself. That was incredible to have that whole yeah. stadium wrap around that main stage. I mean, so it, cool. oh man, you could rest, you could sit, you could chill, you could hang out with your crew. They had bleach area in the back far left. I yeah, mean, big fan was, of that, big fan. You I mean, yeah. not a bad was, seat in the house, literally. Exactly, no. exactly. And I love any festival like that where you can just be comfortable if you're like a little bit tired or you don't want to be in the crowd. You can just take a seat in the back and you can still have a beautiful view yeah. of the entire show. And and most of the stages were like that. And obviously we spent most of our time at the main stage. And does anyone remember the actual name of the main stage? The Sid Geek Stadium. Well, no, but it was called like the Stadium or something. Yeah, the Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think. And then it was that and the Vega. That was. I wish we Vega. I wish there would have been more artists that we had to see over that because the first night we and my favorite set. I'll just go ahead and cut straight to LS Dream at the Vega, which is more like a field and they had like turf laid down. And the screens and the production is just out of this world. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I've just been watching sets from my living room because of COVID for two yeah. years, or if it's because it's actually wonderful. And I think it's because it's actually wonderful. The production in the city of Chicago for the festivals that they throw there is always oh, man. next level. I mean, like, we're talking yeah. Lala is, is in yeah. Chicago. Next level we're production. talking about spring Awakenings in Chicago. Now we've been to North Coast in Chicago. We've been to the three three humongous festivals. I mean, there's panels and panels and panels on they that. They spend main a yeah. lot of money to make it extra special. Yeah. So Fireworks, get- panels, uh, lasers. Like it's very cool. <laughs> so Lydia says that her favorite set was Ellis Dream. I want to hear y'all's favorite set, and it doesn't have to be like your favorite. Like you know, just want to hear your favorite. Something set. that was impactful. It doesn't yeah, even I'll th- need. To I'll be- throw it to you, Clemo. Well, I think I have four tall. By order, I will say, I think, uh, well, the one that I did not expect was Taiko. Yeah, we can come back to yeah. that in a second. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also <laughs> but, one. Uh, Taiko was really cool. I did not expect that at all. Like, I barely listened to Taiko mm-hmm. uh, before. Cool. Uh, cool. Louis the Child was my favorite. Like, oh, I cool. Think, one, one of the favorite okay. because, yeah, just play the old song. Hometown. You know, hometown. Like, yeah. 
Fantastic. And um, I think like yeah, Shag was just yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> like, yeah. So for those that don't know, Shaquille O'Neal play is a DJ. He goes by DJ Diesel. So on the actual like lineup, it says DJ Diesel, aka Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And I thought I was oh when that hype man came out, I was so annoyed. But then that hype man was only out there for like three minutes, no, and then it you was see quick. seven foot tall Shaquille just walk like his big <laughs> steps, like his steps are humongous. But let's just be clear, the hype man was still there. He just wasn't speaking because I saw but him he in was the corner and I'm like, who, who, is that still the hype <laughs> yeah. in the corner? No, was just like, yeah, he was just yeah. like getting it the whole he time in the corner. He time. wasn't like being annoying. He was just like, you know, yeah. <laughs> dancing, like having a good time. He was hyping the whole crowd from the get go. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal well, has know. some. Yeah, let's stay on Shaquille for a second because he's my mo- biggest surprise. Wow. Uh, shout out to friends that were with us, Alex Bush, Alex B Word. He was like, yeah, so I guess up to this point, Shaquille O'Neal is my favorite yeah. set. Yeah. Oh we're halfway gosh. through the festival at that point. He had some crazy graphics where yeah. it was just like a. His uh, wood his mouth. <laughs> uh, what was they call those? A nutcracker? Yeah. 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 But it was like, just Shaq's face. Yeah. He was playing. I told you right I before mean, he came on. Remember, I was kind of like a little bit tired. I was like, oh, we stayed up pretty late Friday. Friday night, first night. We're talking Saturday, by the way, guys. It's a sunset set with Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And he is just, I'm like, Clem, he's going to play banger after banger. And what does he do? It was. <laughs> I was excited was. to see him. Yeah. I always wanted to see him play basketball. Never did, but uh, yeah. he's, you know, yeah. see him Close as a DJ. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and then you got to send some photos to your yeah. friend, yeah. Antoine. Yeah. So Madison, uh, well, actually, Clem, you said you had one more? And Zezden was, oh, yeah. was yeah. really good. So Zezden, they always put on I, the yeah. show. I was bummed that they played uh, Sunday night, you know? They always yeah. play Sunday I night. I swear yeah. to God, they always play Sunday I want to see them open or, you know, play that Saturday night set at a festival at some point. This is one of the first times I actually got to see them because most of the time I'm, like, on a stretcher by Sunday <laughs> night, you know, being wheeled around. Sun help. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Madison, let's hear about your favorite sets. I think... Think and if you, and if anyone said any, just don't, don't worry. Yeah. I retread that ground. I think for the my favorite sets, it's a tie between Lewis the Child and Weathen, just because everybody knows I'm Weathen's biggest <laughs> fan. But <laughs> and I but, also already fucking killed it. As well. He fucking killed it, dude. <laughs> um, no, it was like obviously those are the two of the artists that I know most of their songs. Right. So it's something different when yeah. you are in a at a show where Brings you can just more. like. Belt yeah. out the lyrics and like get excited every time like a new song comes on. Um, but it's hard to say which I preferred because Weathen, I was basically getting down with like myself and Clem. But then Lewis the Child, I think everyone was there. Yeah. So that added some a nice component to it. Um, but I think then Tycho was like up there just because yeah. it, because it was a surprise. Yeah. I had seen them yeah. in uh, San Francisco. I've seen them in San Francisco when we went for New Year's a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. But I was... It was a slower set, and I hadn't really listened to his music before, so I was, like, not sure what to expect, but this was a DJ set, I think, and so it was more up-tempo, and it was at one of the smaller stages, which we didn't really get to experience at all, so I also liked the vibe of being at, like, a small, and so it was, like, me, Sean, Clem... I don't know who else. Random like, friend that we had met. Hey, we yeah. were there. We were just in the distance. Me, yeah, so. no, I know you were. Mixed you were in the yeah, past. Yeah. That's, that's how I wanted to experience it to be. It, and yeah. that's totally cool mm. that you guys yeah. are getting down in the center. But I wanted that experience. That's what I had envisioned the whole time. It's just vibing on the tapestry like yeah. in the back kind of a thing yeah. that's the type of music that Tycho is to me so yeah yeah no that is the type of music that Tycho is but it was just the the feel I had like I was just ready yeah. to rip <laughs> I'm going to jump in real quick. I want to talk about Tycho as well. That's one of the, my favorite sets, if not my favorite set. So we had to get down. You were in the back on, on your tapestry, but we had to get down. He was playing that DJ set, originally supposed to do the ISO 50 set at the Canopy, which I remember hearing you, I think on Friday, Madison, saying, well, are we even ever going to go there? And it was pretty mm, yeah. neat that we actually got to yeah. go. Yeah. So what is that ISO 50 set, Lydia? So my understanding is that versus a DJ set. So he was originally billed to do that type of a setup but when he got there to the stage to do like the pre-setup and stuff it's only set up to really for a dj set so then they had to kind of reverse and that's fine i mean i'm sure he knows what the heck he's doing but the iso thing is apparently from my understanding that is like him actually actively playing instruments during the whole thing versus just djing so he would have had like an electric guitar and he would have had drums and stuff but it's just his boards and what we Mm. saw in san francisco was a full band that was like the band Ah. like he he had support 
So he would have been switching to an electric guitar and so forth. Originally, that was the plan, but because he had to set up in the stage that they had him build on, he had to improvise. I mean, well, improvise in that he plays a DJ, DJ set all set the time. Probably, yeah, but. Yeah. So with Tycho, we originally saw him at Electric Forest 2014 and Daniel Turner, friend of the show. You mm-hmm. guys, we all love Daniel. Who doesn't? Uh, he, yeah, here, here to you, Daniel. <laughs> he, to you. he told me, yo, listen to this guy. You will like this guy before Forest 2014. Then we see him on uh, the 30th of December, so not New Year's Eve exactly, in SF 2016, and he is playing the first two records, not Awake though, my favorite record. So then this third time we see him, I could not believe it when he pulled out John Hopkins' Singularity. And that was the song where I think I grabbed every single one of you guys and just like hugged you as hard as I could. Because I love Singularity by John Hopkins, Grammy nominated for Best Electronic Album 2018, I believe. Did not win, but still such an incredible song. I think I literally did like two somersaults running towards you guys. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Oh, I remember. That rings a bell, yeah. We were like, oh, here he comes again. <laughs> I, I literally did somersaults on the ground, like jumping over to you guys because I was so pumped to hear singing. Please listen to it if you haven't. So that that brings me to my, uh, and I'll put your hand up if you have something else to say about the actual lineup itself before we kind of jump a little bit toward just the actual setup and whatnot. But uh, okay, Lydia, back to you in a second. Ellis Dream was my favorite set, tied with Tycho, I would say. Zed's Dead was a com- like the perfect closer, even though I want to see them open and not play that last set of the whole weekend. Uh, at that that. Just stadium. I will go back to SeatGeek anytime. Uh, I was really impressed with the whole setup and like just being able to hang out with your crew and kind of like take a breather yeah. uh, in the stadium. Plenty it, of space. And that's what's important during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah especially in this festival. time. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Nightmare. I don't want to feel sar- sardined with anyone, you know. Grizz was awesome. You know my feelings about Grizz. I've uh, seen him so many times. A beautiful soul. Great performer. But... I thought Nightmare kind of phoned it in, just personally. Mm-hmm. I loved Nightmare, 2015-16 Nightmare. He's a lot of fun. Did you see the picture of Shaq picking him up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when, he, yeah. when he came out for Shaq's yeah. 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 Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to frame this yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> so the actual setup itself, I thought prices were totally Chicago prices. What would you guys yeah. all think? Oh, totally fine. $9 for a tall boy. I mean, whatever. Right. Yeah. Who cares? We're not used to these prices. Right. It was like... It was a bit of a shock, but it we we knew to expect that it was going to be. Like, you just turn pricey. off your brain and yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And your card. It's fine. <laughs> I spent about. I mean, two, my brain's been off for like ten years. So. <laughs> my I spent about two hundred dollars more than I thought I would, just because I'm not one like Lydia. Like her and I always have this conversation leading up. She saves money for the festival. She spends whatever she wants out of this, like you know, big fat chunk. And I'm more the person that's like finding every way I can not to spend money. So, you know, we're sneaking in that l- liquor through the Aquafina. They wouldn't let you bring in a full Aquafina bottle. Yeah, no, they had they had that locked in. Yeah. There was no way that that was going to happen. I one, heard, one night, a woman wouldn't even let me take in my dual pod. Like, right. I just mean, so, yeah. If, yeah, if there, it wasn't sealed. It wasn't like the craziest security I've experienced, but they were pretty serious. Yeah. Like, if you were trying to take in vodka, no. You're not going to be able to take in a sealed bottle of vodka. It's just not going to happen, so... That is, it is what it is. Yeah. But my, if if I may, my favorite to speak on what some of my favorites were, it's gonna echo you. It's LS Dream and Tycho for sure. And LS Dream because we've actually um, been blessed to see him twice this three times now, but two times prior to North Coast. And if anyone's been listening to the podcast, you know, like LS Dream is over the course of the pandemic. We have watched a lot of Ellis Stream and really gotten into him. And so coming out of the pandemic, we were so stoked. We're like, oh, please, you know, I hope we get to see him. I hope we get to see him this summer. And we got to see him at Cosmic. And then um, we also, prior to that, got to see him at Closey's Festival in Wyoming, Voyage. And both were incredible. However, they were both lower budget festivals. And this was, as you heard at the beginning, big, big budget festival with lots of production and lots of tools at his disposal. So seeing him at that Vegas stage with like the multiple screens really allowed him to pop off. And so yeah, getting to see him like in it. the crowd and full production, full lasers, full visuals, not just like a little screen at a, you know, festival in Des Moines was incredible and it was like everything that I ever wanted and I was in pure bliss from like start to finish. Mm-hmm. I was just like encapsulated with the entire set and just Yelling and clapping and singing and just having the best time. You had tears in your eyes of like joy. And yeah, I just, it I was. Love to it was see beautiful. Your glow, your glow he, like that. Yeah, he he really 
he's one of my favorite artists right now, and he really lit the stage on fire that night, and that was beautiful. But Tycho, that was so cool to see him at that tiny little stage. I, I, I remember like saying like, uh, they know it's Tycho, right? They put him at the canopy stage. They know it's Tycho, mm-hmm. right? But you know, I was, I was proved wrong because there weren't even that many people there. Well, yeah. like, he was playing to the during, same time as like a big yeah, artist. Yeah, there was set. a big re- res, res. Res. I know, yes. but still, Good but, call, Madison. but still, I thought. I mean, it's Tycho, but but you know, then you're just reminded it's like everyone's perspective yeah. is different. Yeah. I mean, to me, Tycho is one of my top favorite artists of literally yeah, all yeah. time. So it's just hard for me to believe that other people, you know, wouldn't be crowding the stage. But it actually was quite beautiful because of that. Because yeah, I could yeah. see him. I could see. You know, the lights, there's just a small crowd. It was intimate. It was beautiful. Yeah. Was. I'm happy that you love Tycho as much as I did and Ella Stream. You and I were both, con- that was the only two artists I had to see, you know, like I, you know, I don't listen to EDM on my, it's on the rig. It's like, do you think we should get married? <laughs> okay. Clem. Yeah. I mean, I would just want to say one more thing about Tycho and that I love about DJ artists in general. For instance, my reference of a DJ is A-Track. Like he, I, I think he was playing really the whole set, you know, like. He was really doing something. Yeah, he was not like I don't. Maybe he played this set before. Maybe not. I don't right. know. But he was maybe creating stuff. Like he was, you know, it was on just the on the moment. Yeah. Right. And he was Agreed. really focused on yeah, his thing. Really you know, focused. talking yeah. a little bit to the crowd and just being happy to be here. Like produce and be an artist. Yeah, and that's what tell. I find with like a track and yeah, Taiko. Like really, I feel that when I saw like his head, you know, the 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 production was good was was good but nothing really like to blow your your eyes and to, yeah yeah but it was really like really it flowed the whole way i yeah. mean yeah the transition felt like were he was seamless. really there yeah. he genuinely yeah. was there he had like probably a list of like 10 tracks to play every single segment and he still just like flowed them in together and made it all work so well man i will never oh i marked out so hard and that's a wrestling term but basically like <laughs> i just went so nuts when Singularity came out, I've never heard a freaking artist play John Hopkins, let alone Singularity, like the hit single or song off of that record. Anybody else have any other thoughts on... Uh, they the could fest- have done better with food. Yeah. Like, the taco- it was fine. The food was good. It was but good, but the line were too long. It's all yeah. about the tacos. <laughs> taco tacos. and burrito, yeah. Uh, hey, food? Okay. Oh my God, you guys ate? <laughs> I was I was dying that sa- on Saturday, and I I think B-Word just had like a extra two tacos. I'm just like, yes, and you gave me a couple of bites of yours. Yeah, but yeah nice. I agree. I do have one thing I wanted to finish on and say is, well, first of all, shout out to AJ and his crew for being there for Ellis Dream. Absolutely. Don't even, that was just so awesome. Like, we got to connect. Uh, and if you do listen, shout out to you and your crew, Jamie and Shay. Uh, but the last thing I wanted to say is it was really odd on Saturday with the locking down the floor of the main stage because of Illinois yeah. regulations regarding COVID. They locked it down so you couldn't leave from the stadium seating. And that really... They like, claim like we're at capacity or well, whatever. Well, we, we, we literally else. were for, I think, it was, what was it? like? It was for Grizz? Ganja and Grizz. Ganja yeah. and Grizz. Yeah, and so like there's people that just like gave up because the security guards at the entrance telling to the floor and I just was hopping back and forth through the gate like I was like what are you gonna do and like because everyone was down there and Madison and Clem had just gone to go get beer and went to the restroom and I was just so annoyed with like the fact that I couldn't be with all my friends but I ended up coming back up and hang out with yeah you guys. I just came up because honestly it's a better view from up there anyway so I they didn't do it on Sunday exactly that, so what how well Sunday was figure, sold out like, Sunday or Saturday yeah. was sold out. Like, just like I told you guys, I'm like, there's going to be way more people here. And someone was trying to tell me, like, no, Friday well, is no, actually B-word more. word said that. Was, I think he was just mixed up. But yeah. Okay. But, yeah, Saturday Saturday was, it's always the big day. I mean, come on. It's yeah, Grizz right. Gris yeah. and Ganja White Night Grizz at the main stage. Like, so everyone big. wants to be there. So. I mean, yeah. he's been a headliner for a long time. But we, and we saw him when he was second tier, like, right before the headliner. But now, he, I mean, he's headliner. Yeah. Gosh. Guns at Why Not, or Balls from Belgium. Yeah, yeah. They were, <laughs> from yeah they, were, they were great. I was getting it. Oh, I, I was love. getting it. <laughs> I, I thought Ganja was I good. love to see them. I really think they're an interesting... They're one of those... Like Grizz, they're one of those acts that is just playing literally their stuff from start to finish. Mm. It's not like a like Shaq, he's mixing just other yeah. people's music. But they're playing their original stuff from start to finish, Mm -hmm. you know. And, I mean, there are other acts like that. But they do it in such a different... Their sound is so unique. 
they had a story going on. Yeah. Literally yeah. a whole yeah. episode. And like throughout all the, whole the animation set. is all What do they like, call him? The Wobble Yeah, the, the Wobble Master. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who, someone was thinking that they have a comics. I think it was Yeah, B, they have maybe. a comics series yeah. too. They, uh, yeah, they have it's pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, you could, we could wow. go on, down and talk about every single artist that we saw because there were so <laughs> many amazing sets. I was, I actually, for the first time in a while, this festival, I did not have like the horrible come down where I kept after going at throughout the week. So it was yeah, amazing. Same. And just, to, and bef- you know, before we wrap it up on North Coast, I just would like to give a shout out to also the, like the art installations and the other things that they had going on. Cause that chill dome was so f- cool. Oh, yeah. What a cool fog, little addition. The there was this whole area where you had to wait in a very brief line and, you know, put on your mask and stuff, but that you went inside to an air conditioned area where it was just very dark, almost pitch black. And they just had like a laser light show and like ambient music like going on and you could just kind of chill with your folks like lay down a tapestry and just hang out for a little bit it was really cool soccer or football and they had other like cool things that you could explore as well and we got to check out almost all of it which we usually really suck at is like hitting all of the things but we i pretty sure i saw everything for once and yeah i mean it surprised me a little bit i thought maybe it would just be like an open field the stadium and like an open field and it would be kind of lame but no it was really cool it's it also really cool. about to be like all together you know yeah. exactly. of course like festival like the music is amazing but to anyone who is like oh I don't know if I don't want to go to festival it's just being with your friends having a good time mm-hmm. and you know living stuff together so that was that Absolutely. was for us I think every single artist thing. doesn't have to be your favorite artist to enjoy mm-hmm. you know like if I'm walking down the street in in Tennessee Nashville and this is not the case because I've taught we have friends in Nashville and they're playing country and it sounds like everyone's going off with like a good time in a non-pandemic world I will go in there you know like mm-hmm. it, it's it's about the experiential it's all about being with your friends like that at the, when it boils down to it like and it was kind of cool to see that artist, but <laughs> cool. at least no, no, I was with no, my friends. On the side. That's, yeah, <laughs> that, that lineup was yeah, like that's a, the side. <laughs> a, I mean, that lineup was really pretty much perfect for you, Lynn. Uh, so let's move on, though. I want to. We've talked about the pandemic a lot on this podcast, as you all know. Uh, started it during the pandemic, essentially, and we've been talking about it a lot. But I do want to get your, you, Madison and Clem's thoughts and experiences with the pandemic in Belgium, because you've been living there in Belgium, right? Not in France in any respect. No, in Belgium. Okay. We've visited France. But so first thing I want to mention, tying it back to North Coast as like kind of a little bit of a segue, is that you all had not like a little piece of cardboard paper or whatever as your vaccination card. You had an app mm-hmm. that you used to prove that you were vaccinated. And I, I know, like I remember with Clem on Sunday, the guy had to do like a double take. He's like, huh? Like, is this fake? <laughs> is this real? But yeah, because you're from a different country that has things a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Do they give you guys any... Yeah, rough so or no? starting with you no, well i mean i would say it's interesting because going into like when we first started talking about okay when are we going to get vaccinated um which it was we were a little behind you guys um but when it happened you know they said okay there's going to be this application it's going to have your qr code and i was just like oh okay so that's normal like that's just how things are probably done because we've never really experienced this before (laughs) um so it was just kind of to be expected i mean each country within the eu has a different application but it's supposed to be like integrated yeah um but so yeah i remember when we first started hearing about like oh yeah we've got our cdc cards we're like what? i know it's a physical it's just like a night (laughs) and day it is it's kind of surprising i guess but obviously you have 50 different states that have to sort of figure out how you're going to make that work um, but no, I mean, it's been cool. I would say in general, our experience, um, in Belgium has, it's, it sucked to be far from family and friends, yeah. but I've always felt that in Brussels in particular, they were doing the right, they were making the right, yeah. um, calls in terms of mandating masks. Um, we, ha- we obviously went into lockdown for, for quite a while, there were several different ones, but and you know, varying restrictions. Yeah. But I always so, felt yeah, yeah. Can you speak towards the lockdown? Because in Iowa, we really didn't have much of one. And I mean, we. I remember, like, I remember uh, whatever zooming with with you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we want to hear the listeners playing at home. Like, we want to hear the series. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so what, just about so like locked. So how is the lockdown in Belgium? Cause here in Iowa, for instance, there was kind of a, like a self lockdown. Yeah. yeah. It was like a self, yeah. like, Hey, it's recommended. And it's like where you have to wear a mask everywhere for a while there. And 
So what was it like for you? You couldn't leave your home. You had curfew or what was this? In yeah. Belgium, the first lockdown, well, that was when everyone was like really taking it like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I remember just the feeling of March being like- March 2020. Right. Of just being like really, really scared, wiping down all the groceries. I think like- so, I, I think like a lot of people did that at first- um, but no one locked- knew how it was being spread. No, right. So at first was crazy. So that was the first lockdown. I think then go to we work. Couldn't, couldn't go to work. Um, you could just go to do like essential trips by yourself. Yeah. Um, was there a curfew in that one? Yeah. No, uh, I maybe, don't remember maybe. if there was. At some point there were a curfew from 6 a.m. to not 10 p.m. So we couldn't be out after this. But for example. Uh, so you mean 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. So throughout the night. Yeah. 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 Before, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, which I don't, I don't know how effective a curfew is, but um, I do think the other restrictions that were put it in place. Prevents nightlife, right? I, but I the guess, bars were the bars were all closed, the restaurants yeah, were all closed. Sure. Um, essential anything but essential shops were closed. Yeah. And we could not be hanging out with more than one people outside of your you can't household. Have anyone over, basically, uh, or one person over? Uh, if so you're outside, you could meet with like three people at first like there was like a lot of things like that as soon as they were gathering cops were there and you, know. <laughs> you got wow. your guys's place which is a beautiful place by the way it's like has its own like terrace and whatnot it's seen in like so beautiful yeah i've been there <laughs> well we've <laughs> seen <laughs> lots of photos and with little petite biscuit your kitty oh but, yes so you all were very fortunate when you wasn't it like august 2019 you like you moved there before when she, madison was still here mm-hmm. okay so you guys got to meet like some really good friends close by, right? So you got to create a network like neighbors. Yeah, we Your well, neighbors. you know, when we moved there, we when we wanted to move like away from the U.S. Not away, uh, like you know, when <laughs> well, we moved, we, like, we, we wanted US. to have like uh, some decision, some choices, and and Belgium was one of them because I have two of my best friends from childhood live they live in Belgium, Brussels. so in in Brussels, so of course that was a that was a, a factor for us. And uh, Madison lived there uh, before, so yeah, we, you know, we we met we some people. We didn't start from scratch with yeah. the friends. It was we had a few people already we knew, um, met some other people along the way, but we were really lucky that because I guess then lockdown hit like six months after we yeah. moved there. Yeah. So we were already really lucky that we kind of had a community. It's not like we were completely isolated, yeah. um, but. Yeah. I think it's tough to move to a city where you know. Oh no yeah, one. nobody. Yeah, that would especially be when you know you crazy. are our age. But uh, no, I mean, I just love that city, man. Yeah. It's just like yeah. French speaking, you know. <laughs> so is French the actual official language for Belgium? Br- from, uh, from Brussels. Well, it's weird. So you Belgium, you have the north where they speak their Dutch speaking, and then oh, you have the yeah, south, right, which is French speaking. But yeah. then you have Brussels, which is like its own in the middle, very particular thing. It's technically in the north. It's technically yeah. in the Dutch speaking community. So their official languages <laughs> are are well, just wait. Our French, it's like 80 to 90% French yeah. speaking, okay. but also Dutch. Then you have this little community in the east of Belgium that's like mm-hmm. German speaking. German. Whoa. So yeah. interesting. It's a weird country. Yeah. It's got a lot going on. It's the capital of the EU, man. Yeah, yeah. No, Brussels <laughs> is. Yes. Brussels is. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So we love living there. We're, we're, we, we do. I mean, yeah. I would honestly, love to get your thoughts, Madison, on. People coming and going from the EU at some other point, but what do you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like the European Union. There's people that have left there. Oh yeah, like, there's, there's a whole lot like, politically Rrr. going on, and yeah. COVID in a way has not yeah. helped. Right, that, not helped but, like yeah. some fires. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So your wedding, we would have been there for sure, but it was happened during a pandemic. It was supposed to be June 2020, right? June 26. Yeah. Uh, 20. No, oh, uh, 27th. <laughs> well, we moved it in three times. So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, so, the, so we got married on the 27th. No, our actual wedding date. And cheers to that, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Cheers, cheers. I think you know, we got so married was, on June 27th. And okay. it ended up being, it was if my parents were going to come, but because of restrictions, obviously, that didn't happen. Wasn't probably safe. No, yeah, yeah it was a bad no. time. So I, I think I think there was tra- literal travel. Yeah, there was a ban. They could not. They couldn't. Come. So they t- my, they, my point is, so you had a close knit group, and you actually had I don't know what friend or family member it was, but they live streamed it. Yeah, we were all here. I think it was like 
9 or 10 a.m. here watching Lydia and I crying. Yeah. We got like a nice cool. bottle of like yeah. friend, actual French yeah. champagne. Yeah. Like champagne from Champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, beautiful yeah. to be able to do that at yeah. least. And I'm very I think grateful. that made a difference. That made a huge difference. That we got it, to like kind of be yeah. there. It was yeah. a last minute decision. It's yeah. not like we were like, okay, this is definitely going to happen. We just kind of, I don't know who suggested it or I'm not, probably my mom. But yeah. we're like, yeah, okay, we can make this work. And we weren't sure. My brother we weren't sure sure if it was gonna work because i don't even think we had like wi-fi at the courthouse yeah we didn't know how but, like um, what the connection would be it ended up being great it was it so cool yeah. to just like look over there were literally like the phone was Aww. on the table in front oh. and i could look over and see like my mom and my dad and my sister <laughs> okay. and you know like little glimpses of family and yeah, yeah it was it, it turned out <laughs> no i and then present we had um we had your immediate right. family basically yeah. two brothers they so. wife uh, I got to see your brothers. I got to see your mom. Yeah. Like all through this, yeah. like and then piece of glass in Iowa. We did a little like, dinner, dinner yeah. outdoor, yeah. like dinner. Yeah. So that was June 2020. Now June 2022 is the targeted goal to have an actual reception where people yeah. can finally fly in. Hopefully, if we beat this, well, we yeah. we are never gonna beat the pandemic. We're gonna kind of get over the hump. Of, have to right. learn okay. to live with it. Yeah, yeah, safely. yeah. 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 we can live almost like it's another flu, like in a way, at least for five years. I bet ten yeah. years. But that's going to be very beautiful. Finally, yeah. that we're experience. really looking forward looking, to that. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're planning uh, for like two weeks at least. Yeah. If not, yeah, a little bit more. No, man, we we just can't wait. It's going to be a one one time life experience that we're going to have because all our family, you know, my close friends' family, family, all, close family, all yeah. the people from the U.S. had the same place at you know at the same be time like a mixing yeah. of like you know the french of, <laughs> belgium world and the u.s yeah. iowa oh, world it's yeah. gonna be cool in my life what are you gonna think about me i gotta brush up tie-dye. on my french uh with duolingo you've been yeah. you've been yeah. doing some good practice yeah that is my goal and i know i said that at the beginning of pandemic but let's just be honest like things have there's been a lot going on no it is my goal i it is my goal to do a little bit of duolingo practice and well actually, lydia you never took actual to, like lessons of french i have taken like two years of french yeah and, so what's your excuse i mean i can read it pretty okay and that well, was, that was, 20, sean, that was sean will be sean will be the guide we'll let him just lead the once you guys have an actual date down, i'm gonna put in some work but let's get back on track a little bit i do want to i have a couple more questions about brussels and lydia if you do too Please bring it at us. But you chose that because of your two friends that you grew up with are living there from, and you guys all grew up south of France, Montpellier, right? Mm-hmm. No, south of France. South of France. Yeah. We well, definitely bring in a little bit of your dialect. <laughs> like all the time on the low, just me and Sean will be like, south of France? Oh, and he's like, let me make it. And then we'll go like, ooh, ooh. No, I mean, I, so, I personally didn't want to go back to Montpellier like southern france it's a beautiful city it's beautiful. On the beach, and the, but so many people are gonna be like what with our circumstances i think but you know right it's choice. just like i think as a couple as and i like we we want to find a city where we that fit us where we will think will be a good good fit for us and and brussel was was one of them on top of the list right away i mean yeah was not it was a lot of discussion choice, and sure. uh and you you lived and there yeah. for I studied abroad there yeah. in 2011 for like 10 months so I knew yeah. the city it's yeah. been a while but be. I knew the city easy so it English wasn't... speaking I mean yeah. when, when the thing is when you go to Montpellier it's <laughs> not as English speaking younger yeah. people speak English of course but not as surface easy level as but yeah. in Brussels you hear English on the street everywhere but oh, you speak wow. English yes she speaks I do I feel about well. it you yeah. feel pretty good about it yeah after I, being there be, because of his family yeah. because of the quite, time that yeah. i spent yeah. with his family and that's been one of the other silver linings yeah. of being obviously that's why we moved yeah. there mostly was to be closer to clemon's family so yeah. uh well you guys spent the first part of your relationship here in the midwest yeah in chicago and then yeah. in des moines for two yeah three two or three years two two, two uh, a little over two i think yeah, yeah. And, and then that's when clem was like you know what <laughs> no <laughs> Is what that's what this place is too weird that's that's, an, that's enough honestly that's what boosted clem to like you know he fell in love with how she lashed on to the fact of just hopping through the atlantic ocean you know with going to live with him i mean that's that's something you've told me i'm sorry if that's like a little bit hard <laughs> no, no. but that's like a really beautiful factor yeah. of your all you guys' relationship is that 
Yeah, she she was able to take that jump just like you did. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. you did it. For no, me, and so. uh, you know every move is, is complicated. I mean, at some point in September, October, I was like, you know, you have to find a job. Yeah, you have to set up everything. You again did most and again. of the work for this one, I so know. I'll give it to you. I'll hand it to you. It's fine, but it, it's it is it is like, but it's worth it. Like, I mean, yeah. and especially yeah, in our our relationship, our life that we have, Madison, I it makes sense that we moved to to Europe and to mm-hmm. see my family and, and friends and stuff. But yeah, it's you know it's. It was a good time know, to was, be close to your family, yeah. you know, with your yeah. with everything going on. You got to see your you get to see your nephew again, yeah. you know, yeah. some of the niece, super nephew. Cool. Yeah, it's I mean, a new niece now. Yeah, too. yeah. I was gonna say yeah. Yeah. more than one now. Yeah, yeah. two, yeah. two yeah. nieces. And they keep and coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when are you guys gonna pop one? Yeah. Of those? <laughs> you ever get that parent we got, thing? We, yeah, got, we got we got uh, two we married got a, couples in the room. We got a comment. It usually happens when I'm like super hungover. I'm like, what will make me feel better? Do you want to have a baby? Yeah, your mom coming over. Yeah. 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 Like, do you want to do something you ever feel that way you like just want to do something radical you're like something needs to pull me out of this pit yeah, yeah. do you want to get pregnant or get a puppy right now oh or my both God. Yeah. The same time. crazy thoughts gonna be best buds. well for now we have our little biscuit He's and fine with that. it's enough but I know it's just, just and I think Brussels also like match the style of life that we have Man, the beers. <laughs> Not up Lydia's alley, but dude, uh, I'm gonna be but you rocking we'll, we'll it by the we'll, end of my trip. Like, I'm gonna like, oh yeah, give me a belly. Belgian weed or whatever. I don't care. But I actually have some facts. Okay, okay, so, bring it, bring it to us. And can you can you move over a little bit? Yeah. yeah. So for instance, uh, so a couple of things. Um, there's a company who started in Belgium called Abin Bev, and they own yes. at this time Budweiser. Corona, Stella, Lef, Our Garden, and probably yeah. ten other more. And a bunch of American. But wider, I mean, mm-hmm. but wider is probably like huge. one of the, yeah, huge. huge. Yeah. So and they are literally from Belgium, so you know, proud of that. Uh, Belgium is the third country who export the most beer in the yeah, world. Yeah, the third, <laughs> the third biggest exporter. Yeah. Who's the first? Uh, Mexico. Oh. And uh, and Netherlands. What? And Germany and no right yes. way. Yes. Okay, I'm bummed here. I know, I know. Okay. And uh, a couple other things. Uh, Audrey Hepburn. She was Hepburn, born yeah. in Brussels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got uh, some random Audrey Hepburn. Oh, yeah. we wow. got some random like yeah. weird celebrity well, she, yeah, I mean, type one of the biggest celebrities of the middle. Belgium all yeah. the war record for the longest period without a government. Yeah, <laughs> when I was there, actually, they did not have a federal government yeah. for like 500 something days. They were just like, because uh, they have their local it. governments that oh, could function. They could bother. make the country function, but the north they have stuff is like almost. They don't the get along. The north and the south do not yeah. really get along. It's so yeah. Don't, yeah. Like, really lazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a lot of stereotypes going around those parts. Different language, and you know. Uh, Zaventon Airport is the place where chocolate is being sold the most in the world. Uh, or the, the, airport, the main airport, the airport in Brussels. Because okay. so <laughs> everyone travels and buys chocolate. Yeah, they have a layover. We have literally, we have beer, we have chocolate, we have waffles. <laughs> we have, what am I missing? Beer. Uh, that's all I need, so... Waffles, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. literally. Cigarettes. I've eaten. That, yeah, I've eaten all three of those things yeah. today. We had no, chocolate I, waffles. The, the quality beer. of life is it's nice good. there. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm really happy for you guys. It sounds like things, even though on that lockdown, those multiple lockdowns, we yeah. got to zoom every you know month or two. Got to keep in touch with you that way, and it seemed like things were tough. But then you had your network that you grew there. You got your kitty. Yeah. You got to work from home. You guys yeah. both got to. Well, work I from just home. want to say also, like, of course, the lockdown was not like difficult for us i always think about like these single moms you know with three kids at home like i cannot imagine you know some couples that is not going well and they have to be in lockdown together oh there are couples where like this locked the the covid like made or break or broke like relationships if you discovered that you just couldn't be together so true 24 7 then lead singer of my favorite band every time i die keith buckley divorced his wife (gasps) and they have one like little baby daughter but 
divorced her because he was not able to tour and like that was good dynamic oh, of their yeah. relationship you know he's touring 200 days he's a year he's touring all the time and now he's suddenly not oh, it's like hey wait a second this is who I married like you know what he did of course I he did. gave her the home and he bought a gigantic like truck and a mobile home and he's like every tour we're just gonna have a mobile home now he's every a time tour I die, dog he belongs yeah. on the road yeah exactly he's one of those people that has to be go go going and I'm so excited to see them later but this year <laughs> but anyway any other closing thoughts on Belgium and like living through this pandemic with not being able to see your friends and family since before the pandemic started? I just think because we had each other and we had our place Aww. was a good, like our place was such a nice place to have mm-hmm. to spend like, you know, Didn't all it your make time. you so thankful for the space you did have? You know, yeah, like oh, it, yeah, yeah. To be able Every to day, your, even yes. if it's like a small, our yes. small little home. Sean and I live oh, yeah. in a small home. I'm sure your guys's apartment is like a small it's little apartment. Enough. But it's, I was so, th- I, it made me realize how thankful I am that I even have a dinky little backyard to go out to. I have a beautiful tiny little home where yeah. at least Cost Sean and Mitch can come over. We and it's our space, and yeah. at least we have that. No, and yeah. so yeah. Music it made want, me thankful yeah. for what yeah. I did yeah. have. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, that's when you realize Puts that, that in perspective for sure. Having a place where you feel good in it is mm-hmm. so important. I yeah, know absolutely. it's it's you know well, we it's, just got we got really lucky in that sense because uh, some of our friends in Brussels were living in like. Not studios, but like a one bedroom Basically. apartment with no outside space. Like and you guys I have cannot a imagine. Patio and stuff yes, beautiful. we have a terrace that's really pretty big, yeah. so we could do barbecues yeah. and spend time outside. Yeah. So 100%. we were very lucky on that front. Last question, geography, like a geography question of where you're actually living at. I know you own a car, right? You got mm-hmm. a great deal on a nice car, but do you have any? Are you able to like walk to like your a, a place for a drink and or for food or like a park? Are you able to walk anywhere you want? We mostly walk. Yeah, okay, we don't yeah. honestly. We use our car for groceries, yeah. but other that, than that, yeah, that's that's a good point, Sean. Because Brussels, what's amazing about it, it's about one million people living in Brussels. But it's like when you think about it, Belgium. So I'm talking about the whole country. Huh? Belgium is probably a twentieth of Texas, of the size of Texas. Oh, so think about it. Belgium is this tiny, tiny little dot, you know? sort of. So we can. It's like for me, I consider it almost as like a village. It's, it's of not. course way bigger than village. <laughs> but no, that's a good way to think yeah. about it. There's layers. You, upon you can layers. walk. You can. It's easy. It's a you very know. easy city to live in. I think that's the best yeah. way to to describe it. You can walk anywhere. Yeah. Um, public transit is good too, though. Yeah. Parks. There's a ton of parks. Ton so, of yeah. parks. Anyways, we're just mostly excited for like you guys to come visit and experience so our excited. lives. Like we cannot so, wait for we've that. We've been planning so, for it for yeah, yeah. a couple that's, years now. So that's we're, the big one. We're so excited to visit you guys, and yeah. I know that we're just gonna have the most beautiful time yeah. with the best tour, the best tour guides possible <laughs> to have you two there. So we we, we cannot wait yeah. to visit. We I've never been to Europe. I've been to Japan, and I've been many places across the United States and. Um, the northern hemisphere like I, I i've been to canada i've been to mexico but i've never actually gotten to go to europe so i'm i'm so excited to experience yeah that. i think that our our experiencing quebec canada yeah. was a little european but it's certainly yeah. not europe you know so hey, i'm you know, very uh, excited to visit you guys. yeah a lot of history there man like i i just learned recently because madison's parent visited us so you know i had to kind of learn about the <laughs> learn city, got about city <laughs> and uh and learn about their history and yeah and there's just a lot of history like a lot of cool place that was built in in the you know in the mm-hmm. 500s i know that's that's yeah. what's so yeah. mind-boggling to even think about yeah. is the history is is crazy history, yeah. there's a yeah, bench so. down the road from their apartment probably that was built probably. before <laughs> our country was a country yeah Right. You know? More or less. So that that's actually a minus the bear lyric, and I love those. But I'm gonna be listening to that song yeah. on repeat when I fly across that Atlantic Sea wall. So yeah, so, for everyone who never been to Europe, you know Belgium, Brussels. Brussels should be on your list if you're doing a, a Euro yeah. tour because it's cool. It's, it's cool. Awesome. Good to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got to hear your actual perspectives in studio, easy peasy, all together. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you did hear a cat here throughout the <laughs> podcast, the beginning of the first half at least was Oberyn, Prince Oberyn, and then now is Link. So he does not very much he's of a talker, annoying. but he's not as obnoxious as no. Be. But he he definitely might meow here, just saying hey hey hey. So we do have a f- fifth and sixth guest on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so moving along, we do have a couple more quick hits. Though that was the bulk of the podcast and I appreciate you listening this far if you have. But today is September 11th, so I would be remiss if we didn't bring up 
the Twin Towers being attacked, United States soil, first attack in a long time on our soil, I think, you know, 100 plus years since the Spanish War, almost, you know. No, since Pearl Harbor. Oh, duh. You're right, duh. Anyway, yeah, in New York City, I just wanted to get, especially Clem's perspective, as I said at the top of the show, I want to hear Madison, Lydia's, and I'll share my own. Lydia, let me toss it to you first, though. Yeah, I would just like to say first, I always like to play with this idea I've heard intellectuals say or spiritual people say that the events on September 11th and this may be a little woo woo for the listeners living at home but it's just something to think about and it's that humanity was on a trajectory of like enlightenment and things are like slowly getting better and better. I'm not saying like things were perfect before 9-11 at all. Not Internet what I'm was about, did just But burst. things were getting better and better and better, right? At least for the Western world. And we were maybe on a trajectory of like enlightenment and loving your neighbor. And okay, we're going to st- slow down these wars. We're going to start, everyone's being prosperous and so forth. And some, some spiritual people who I've listened to believe that 9-11 was basically a rift in the human timeline, the civilization timeline, in that we were on this positive trajectory and and September 11th became a rift where we detoured. And it's like, oh, it's going to take another couple hundred years, actually, to get to that that enlightened point because it sent sent so much tragedy. And because the United States is such a world power, that it be you know started all kinds of horrible things and wars that we shouldn't have been in and so forth but this war on terror and so instead of going on this enlightened path we were split off and became infatuated with this like continuing to be this like warlike country instead and so some people believe that that was like a a crucible time of like we could have been this enlightened civilization by now but instead we had to go do this other thing. It's going to take more than 20 years to be an enlightened civilization, but I do think it's 100%, an interesting but it's if you if if 9/11 wouldn't have happened, some people believe that we were on the correct path and now we're on a detour. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. It's an interesting yeah, prospect. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is a good basis I guess to get our little heads in the clouds a little bit and or the ceiling fan, so to speak, just so we do move forward and kind of get our, each each other's perspectives and just where we were or do you have any like interesting tidbits of that day because it was so monumental for our country and our generation. I mean, Gen Z was either not born or just little kids and they don't experience, didn't experience this, but us as millennials. Yeah, us at this age, it's like, what is the meme? It's like, oh, oh yeah, September 11th happened, happened and just nothing ever got better after that. <laughs> well, no, it's that we've experienced a pandemic growing up, becoming... Uh, kids, you know, and adolescence was was nine eleven, then becoming an adult and becoming yeah, right you know, when we were like in middle school, it's, a it's like a, yeah. a national trauma occurs, yeah. and then like we, I just mean we experience a lot in that way. I'm not like diminishing other people's experiences and other countries who are experiencing real trauma where they're starving. Oh, I just mean, I just mean that that's a pretty big thing to experience as a as a middle schooler, you know. Yeah, and so I was interested to hear. You know, from somebody who wasn't in this country, yeah. when that happened, what what happened, Clem? Like, did people talk? Like, what occurred? Yeah, Clem, let's yeah. get your take. Well, I think that well, I was nine years old when when it happens, but I think that we were maybe less shocked. Or, you know, it's when it's not your country or it's not on your ground. Not that you don't care. Not that, of course, like it was a world like like shock like shocking. Like the whole world was shocked, but you know. I I was just well I was nine years old I think I was at home with the time difference probably mm, yeah uh, you would have been seven hours ahead but or oh, six for New York but um, I didn't really understand I was just watching and you know it was it was tough to understand you were watching on the TV yeah it was wow. it was on TV for sure at uh, your home yeah by yourself well, well probably because the first family. plane happened and then they probably t- yeah yeah. You you know it was it was on every TV I think every every channel I think I mean yeah, yeah. it's, it's been, been it's been twenty years but uh, but yeah just you know shocking I don't have specific memories about it and and I think you guys m- might have more insight than me because 
just I was a kid. I don't even know if I know what the U.S. was or like you know. Sure, sure. I don't know. Nine years old. Like what? What do you no, know? No, you're right. Geography world, wise, yeah. like I, yeah. I what's Sudan? What's you know all these yeah. countries that you just don't have any ties with in any way? Yeah. No, that makes sense. But then growing up, like at some point, I I've been watching documentaries and you know you. you you yeah, yeah. Read you fell in love story with a, and then, with a girl course, from yeah. the U.S. So it's like yeah, you know yeah. you, you do feel her trauma yeah. and her pain no, in her sure. own way. Yeah, that way. But, yeah, it was a friends. national trauma. It was even like I feel like almost like silly saying that, but it's true. I mean, we were at middle school it's kids, and we watched that yeah. occur. You know, I remember my middle school teacher like turning on the television. Because, I mean, After the he's first not tower. even, like, worrying about, like, the kids at that point. He's just like, what the fuck? Are we about to get yeah. the entire country about to get bombed? Yeah. Like, that's that was probably the immediate concern. Is like, what is happening? He, like, turns on the TV. And we're, like, watching. And we, like, watch this, like, second plane come into the tower. And then someone, like, comes on the intercom. And they're like, you need to turn off your televisions. And Mr. Monroe kept the radio on while he, like, continued to try. I don't even know exactly. what he did. He just probably wow. was play a game or something, you know, trying to keep us, like, chill. And my mom, I remember my mom saying, like, I didn't know whether I should. She, she was calling the school. She's like, I didn't know whether I should try to come pick you up. Because the biggest fear was that, I think for a lot of parents, was that that wasn't it. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. So they thought. It's the first they, they thought, okay, we're watching somebody attack one of the major cities in the United States and there's going to be more. So people were concerned that we need to come get our kids. We need to hunker down, you know? Anyway, it was, I'm getting like goosebumps, like talking about it, but it just, it's like, I remember him like turning on the radio still. He like had to turn off the TV and I, and meanwhile, I'm just like, what? (laughs) I have no idea what's going on. Like I'm just a middle school kid. Like what? Sure. Sure. I had a very similar (laughs) experience, Lydia, but I want to toss it to you, Madison. I want to hear your perspective, what you remember, what you can recall. I mean, it's 20 years ago. I can recall everything, but I, I, I guess I thought I was in like fifth grade. I thought I was still in elementary school, but um, I was in sixth. So yep. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Okay. No, you're right. I didn't mean to say middle school, but I was in fifth grade. At my elementary, they didn't say anything, and I think they either maybe sent like an email out to parents. Like I don't really know, but they sent us home. No, they didn't say tell us anything. I think there was a sense that like something was happening, but then they just like sent us home. Yep. Yep. And I think I was with. if one of my neighbors maybe like maybe we usually walked home from school together or something we stopped at like a one of the Friedrichs it's like a coffee shop yeah, sort of. yeah, yeah. I remember stopping there and like getting eliminated I think like people were like t- still talking about it or maybe I saw like a newspaper or something you I don't walked know walked home I don't remember if like her parents came to pick us. I'm not sure how I got home exactly, okay. but I remember stopping there and then getting home and then like you said it was all over the TV and I just remember at first, I didn't quite really get. I just didn't quite understand what was happening. It was like, okay, yeah. so this happened. What, like, yeah. what? But then I think in like the following days and weeks, however long that took, like I was, I would always be hearing conversations from my parents um, and their friends talking about like, well, we're gonna get into another war. This is gonna be a yeah. mess. Like, this is not the right road to be going down. And, um, but yeah, it, for sure. It, on some level, it was it was like traumatizing just because it was sort of incomprehensible. I guess. It's like yeah, when you get robbed, kinda. You know what's that? When you get robbed to your place, you feel kind of like but violated. I violated. Yeah. I do violated think though, like the older now, like looking back with some perspective. I mean, we. This wasn't a long time. If it wasn't nine eleven, it would have been something else. We've been do- committing all of this like imperial shit for lack of a better word all across the world for hey france and great britain started they did start it maybe (laughs) but it's like of course this is going to come back to bite us and can you imagine like some of some of what the rest of the world has had to deal with i totally agree i totally agree but i will say that something that is important is that like other people's trauma doesn't minimize your own you know, you know what I mean? No, it's but a, I, I totally agree with you, though. It's like, come on. through da- DNA. We've seen this, like, through scientific studies with other kinds of species. Oh, yeah, generational trauma. Generational yes. trauma. So, like, that's what has happened is, like, we've ransacked this country for oil. I mean, we don't need to get into the nitty-gritty. Yeah. I really just wanted to keep a brief conversation on, like, the actual, my memories and experiences. And, uh, but no, you're right, Madison. It's like, as totally you, right. No, Madison's 100% right. Maybe this isn't the right podcast for this kind of. <laughs> I a, didn't, we don't, yeah, we no, might no, not do an, uh, an episode yeah, B to yeah, unpack yeah, this yeah, shit. Yeah. No, I, I do think that she's correct. And like, basically her, her point that I, I 
so agree with is that as you get older and there's more and more intellectual minds and people out there, directors, documentarians and whatever, they are building out this like wealth of knowledge of, okay, this is what happened here. These are, this was negligence uh, here. Like it's, and see, you know. Oh yeah. The negligence leading up oh. to 9-11 was like. There's so Incredible. many, but yeah, we could talk about this. There's so many later. photos. There's so much video, which I, I mean, oh my goodness, in, in in our 2020, you know, we're in the freaking 2020s now of YouTube and all these videos of conspiracy theories. It's just a huge, huge portion of like a lot of of people that have like a little bit of a screw loose possibly you know uh and they're like intake daily intake it's just all day oh, listening yeah. to that but getting back on track a little <laughs> bit i was in sixth grade miss harold's room my best friend pat ackleson was right behind me i believe we had one of those rooms where there was a tv in the corner of course right like in the up, up in the corner of the room and you could open up the slide door and you'd be joined by two giant rooms oh, and we had were a fancy school yeah, well John, johnston johnston well i didn't mean it like that but i was in middle school sixth grade and so they opened up the the hall like or like that little like sliding thing and we were now joined by two grooms and we were in that like 15 or 30 minute like after your first one or two classes you went to like this like little thing where you could just like chill talk with your friends like do some homework it was like a study hall kind of like you could still talk with friends you sometimes you played games you just like got to know other students that were in different classes pretty much so we were there and i was just like what the heck everyone's going freaking out we see start seeing teachers crying because they had heard or gotten like yeah. calls or whatever. The radio was also playing. I, I actually, I think Lydia said that. I don't remember, didn't remember that until she said that, but the radio was playing, the TV was on, and they turned on the TV after that first tower got hit, similar to Lydia's. And then the second, I remember like exactly seeing that second plane hit at the angle it hit and everything. And just thinking, like, what the heck? And then the first tower, and then it was just like, okay. okay. Turn. Yeah, yeah, turning this off, like, the, I don't think the principal came over the intercom or anything, but I think, like... Because no one, ex like, it was already insane enough that two planes hit the Twin Towers, and no one was expecting that, and then one of the towers just literally goes down, all of it yeah. just goes down, like, that was... The mathematics required to under know that, like, you know, they sent these people to, tr okay, we don't want to get deep, yeah. but it's like, just, what? All right, all right. So it, it was a very, it was a very traumatic time, and, like, we do th talk and think about it a lot. Every year when you see those, like, memes or whatever saying, never forget, like, I'm, I'm never going to forget. And I don't mean it like, yeah, we should kill all those people Absolutely in this other country. No, what I'm saying is, like, that was just, like, I will never forget that and those, these moments that tie me together with those classmates you know in a I way i can remember it and not want revenge on somebody like it's just it's still we can acknowledge it you know like, the, the phoenix out of the flame so like so to speak like metaphorically like that was so remarkable the weeks following the effort to clear out that yeah. rubble to get those people that were buried i just read a story this morning and of course like you hear these phenomenal stories of like just braverism and yeah, yeah exactly of the last person that was removed from the rubble that was alive she was down there for 27 hours Jeez. and she wrote a book and like you know she's yeah found God, which perfect for you. If you went through something like that, whatever you need to do to like get back on track with life. She got married with to her boyfriend at the time. She was on the 13th floor and she was t taking off her high heels. And then all of a sudden she just got, oh. she was like running down the stairs. She was in high heels. She's like, my feet are hurting and I need to go quicker. Not even thinking it's going to fall. No one, like not exactly. many people. Like, I think what? like hearing podcasts, hearing like stories and like reading things and like all also, these. I mean, it's like, how could it get any worse? We're already trying to get out and then it like collapses. Go, bu 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 yeah. Boom. yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's definitely something that we think about. And so it would be, uh, not right to like not speak toward it in some way and yeah. share our yeah. thoughts, but yeah, not to, yeah, not to cherry on top with like something negative. It's just, it is literally September 11th. So we had to. We would be remiss if we did not speak about it. So, oh. and cheers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> I just mean call. like, I yeah, don't we, know. Like, we think about all the as a as a moment of silence to the people who lost their lives that day. All right. So, thank you so much for listening through that 
uh, and also this whole podcast. We do have an Iowa State game to turn on the TV. I went to Iowa State. State. Back to normal life. I will root for Iowa State. Yeah, you better. Yeah. Well, the reason why, like, I went to Iowa State and Iowa for a semester at least in Iowa. I I love both campuses. I love it all. And I just like the competition, the rivalry. It's literally one of the most important games. Every year in in the college football realm is one of the most important games. And it's like the top three of the whatevers. <laughs> Sport ball. Of the but, whatevers. But Lydia and I did go to Iowa State, so yeah. We we're gonna re- and also there's the underdog, so it's again it's you know I love a good underdog. A way to get together and be with your friends, family, you know, Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And since we are in the sports, I'm gonna make a little little sport final of the US Open. More and I don't say for tennis, for right? Tennis, yeah. U.S. Open, New York, tennis. Tomorrow is the final. And Novak Djokovic is playing for the final versus oh. Daniel Medvedev. But Novak Djokovic, if, if he wins the U.S. Open, a lot of things are going to happen because he will have win 21 Grand Slam. So he will have... More than Federer. More than Federer. Wow. One more than Federer. And most important, he will have won the four Grand Slam in the same like year. tournament year yeah, yeah. which never happened yeah. or it happened with Federer Ron did Lever. three right Federer did three maybe two or three times but but always uh, fail at the French Open and I think like Rod Lever uh, did it a long time ago but it was I don't think there was four at that time uh, but dang it, it could be a big moment for tennis system awesome yeah sweet Clément loves tennis and uh, I just my mom love, does too she would I, love to talk to you about uh, it yeah I love your enthusiasm about it so thank you for listening to Sean and Lydia happy hour thank you appreciate you all listening this far into it and listening to this heartfelt conversation with two of our favorite people in the entire world that hopped Ooh. an ocean to be here finally just for the podcast, by the way. Yeah, that's why I yeah. came back. <laughs> don't worry, we'll come, visit, we'll come visit you all as well. Please follow or listen to Lydia, or follow and send us comments or whatever on our personal pages on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. Also, the Sean and Lydia Happy Hour at Sean and Lydia HH and spelled out on Twitter and Instagram. I'll respond to those or you know take those questions seriously. So we appreciate you, Madison, Clem. Anything this- you'd like to say? Um, Closing thoughts? This has been beautiful. I love talking to you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Thank you guys. And, uh, you know, I hope uh, next one will be in Brussels. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I'll pay for the the check bag to have all this equipment. I I love you all for listening. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Big kiss.